Hello, everyone. Welcome once again to Monster Movie Fun Time Go. I am your host, Precious D. Today, as part of our Halloween marathon, we're discussing a classic horror story. And my guest today is Amber Gray. Hello, Amber. Hello. Let's see. This movie is Color from 2021. So it's brand new, folks. We're going to give out all the spoilers. So if you haven't watched it yet, go watch it first and then come back to us. It's 95 minutes and directed by Roberto DeFeo and Paolo Stripoli. It's Italian and it's on Netflix. Amber. Yes, it's Italian and it is dubbed. I think they had an option to listen in Italian, but I was... Oh, did I, I didn't see that. And I... <laughs> Uh, in my notes, I think the second or third thing I wrote was, oh, we're dubbed. <laughs> Usually you can go in and change the settings for the language and the subtitles. I think I was doing something else at the same time, so I just went ahead and left it dubbed for, oh, mm -hmm. for, for most of it. So uh, what did you think of this movie? Oh, so many things. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I had not looked up any kind of synopsis or anything for this movie prior to diving in. Uh, so I started watching it in earnest. I, uh, you know, I was prepared for a classic horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, and you know, I, I love a good meta satirical film, but when you don't know that's what you're watching. <laughs> okay. It just, it's bad. <laughs> when, you, when you don't realize. Okay. I didn't really read anything about it beforehand either. I do think by calling it a classic horror story, you're kind of saying up front, this is stuff you've seen before. Sure, if you're paying that close attention. <laughs> well, I watch a lot of this kind of stuff, so I felt like I had seen it before up to a point. It reminded me a lot of the Wrong Turn movies. Mm, okay. A lot of people have compared it to Midsummer because of the ritual stuff going on. Right. And and I did get like the midsummer and oh now I can't remember there was another you know recent horror film that I was thinking of in the moment that has escaped me now but I also got some movies that m maybe aren't horror <laughs> like uh, there was a moment that I was like okay now we're watching the Truman Show. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I felt a little Groundhog Day in there at one point. <laughs> I also, you know, I, I get like we're copying uh, all of the horror films you've seen. You know, we're we're seeing everything you've seen before. I also felt like there were just some blatant ripoffs that weren't <laughs> necessarily <laughs> um, an homage to other films. <laughs> it's a thin line between uh, homage yes. and ripoff. Yeah, because there were a few times that I thought, are we just watching everything uh, Ryan Murphy and Brad Falchuk have ever done? Is this just every season of American Horror Story <laughs> condensed into, <laughs> into this film? Okay. So for anyone, if you haven't seen it, well, if you haven't seen it, go watch it first. But a quick synopsis, there's a... I guess in Italy, they do ride shares for long trips. I, I, yeah, that was interesting that it was, There's, uh, like an Uber pool for a yeah. cross country situation. There's like a, it's sort of a mobile home, uh, or RV yeah. bus thing 
that is that is being some sort of long haul Uber. It's like a, a road trip, and this guy uh, Fabrizio is the driver. And we have this group of people, uh, Eliza, Ricardo, Sofia, and Mark, who are all going from one city to another. I I think they're going to a bigger city for whatever yes. reason. Well, the only one we really know about, there, there's something kind of really serious going on underneath. Yes. Uh, Eliza um, is going to the big city, it appears, to get an abortion. At, at the behest of her mother. Yes. And a really serious religious picture in a diner yeah her her mother her mother is pressuring her into this because having a baby is going to ruin her career that she's she's young and she's just starting out yeah that old chestnut a baby or a career yeah yeah (laughs) seemed like an odd italian mother thing to do but okay eliza herself doesn't seem that enthusiastic about it no Uh, but but she's going to so i guess she can't get it wherever she is and she's got to go to the bigger city and ricardo's trying to get he's a doctor who apparently has lost his license and is going to the city for whatever and he keeps trying to talk to his wife and his daughter that he seems to be estranged from and sophia and mark just seem to be fucking around they're from america and they're being tourists or something oh see i was that was confusing to me because at one point i was like okay are we in america sophia said something that (laughs) made me go what we're in america then but then something was said later about going to america so i was confused on where this was set i believe it's meant to be set in italy but sophia is from america and mark is originally i think from britain but met sophia in america and they have come to italy i guess on vacation they just seem to be there they just seem to be there to have a good time and well then him being so ginger fits (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah no he's yes he's not italian yeah, I, I did think that was interesting. I was like, what is this? And I don't know if that Italian. <laughs> I don't know if that would have come through in the original language version more if he he would have had a like not Italian accent or if his Italian would have uh-huh. been more more stilted or not. But then the uh <laughs> Mark who's been drinking just takes control of the bus at one point. They all get out for a, a stop and when they get back in Mark's just decide he's gonna drive and runs into something and they have a crash but then when they come to they're nowhere near the road they don't know where the road is and there's a weird house nearby and that's when all the weird horror shit starts to happen right and and Uh, Mark injures his leg yes how does he yeah I don't remember in the car crash he he gets hurt Right. Because he can't leave the RV. Yeah. So they go into the house at one point, but leave him there. And there seems to be some cult going on in the woods. There's a thing at one point where they find a bunch of cars, which was the very, very wrong turn stuff that indicates this has happened to a lot of people before them. Right. There's also some pictures of uh farmers with animal heads <laughs> yeah. animal head masks. <laughs> well the things that the people in the woods are worshiping they're worshiping this legend of these three brothers that's a real thing a real legend i mean <laughs> <laughs> these uh these three brothers are the legendary founders 
of the mafia of three different uh, mafia is a, a broad term, but I think it has a more specific meaning. Three crime organizations in Italy. Yes. One of which okay, is so one of I which did is not follow that. <laughs> I didn't mm-hmm. know this legend and uh, that was not clear to me in the in the watching. Um, uh, so later, when the lasagna mayor um, <laughs> says something to her about the mafia, yeah, I was like, well, we're in a mafia movie now. <laughs> now, so well, maybe you... if we were, yes. The, so the the three entities are Ostro, Mastoso, and Carcanoso, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, they are the founders of uh, La Cosa Nostra and Indragheta. And the Carganoso, which are all crime organizations. Your Italian is so good. I, I felt like I was in just a second. <laughs> so uh, these are what we would uh, generically refer to as the mafia, but I think specifically the mafia refers to La Cosa Nostra. And I think if we were Italian, we might this might have made a little bit more sense to us. Right. Because we might have at least heard of this these things before Uh, but apparently at least this little pocket of the mafia is actively worshipping these things and making sacrifices each of them is missing something one of them is missing his eyes the other is missing his tongue and the third is missing his ears and so they are cutting these things off of people and making sacrifices in exchange yes and i did so i did a little a little side goog and um because i had never considered uh, you know, if you if uh, your eyes are removed, you can't see. If your tongue is removed, you mostly wouldn't be able to talk. But if your ears are removed, would you not be able to hear? I uh, so I, I I did a little goog, and you would be able to hear a little, but uh, but but not well. Oh, I would think as long as the eardrum was intact, you would be mostly okay. Yeah, you're outer ear does sort of cup the sound and direct it to the eardrum yeah but but yeah as long as they haven't damaged the eardrum you you ought to be mostly okay i would think yeah so when they you know we're talking about not being able to see speak or hear i was like well that's not entirely true (laughs) yeah you want to destroy the vocal cords if you really want to mess up their speech (laughs) yeah the tongue's gonna, yeah, certainly mess things up, but I think you can still make yourself uh, known, make yourself understood to an extent. All I'm uh, saying is uh, medically, this is flawed. Yeah. <laughs> In the original uh, legend, they talk about preparing a victim by cutting these things off, but then what we see is them doing it to three different people, but actually four. Yeah. Because then uh, we, get two, we get two tongues or two eyes. Mark gets his eyes put out. Oh, yes. But they don't take the, his eyes. They put him in that right. that head cage thing yeah. that just kind of brushes his eyes. Yeah. But they don't make him part of the... They just seem to have wasted a sacrifice. But it turns that out... That was um, interesting. One, mm-hmm. because everyone that can walk goes into the murder house. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, that they decide to wait for these people in the house where they know something terrible is probably going to happen. Uh-huh. In the attic where they know something terrible has already happened. Yeah. <laughs> like as a choice, they do right. this. Yes. <laughs> and then at one point when the bad guys have shown up, 
and have captured some people. Uh, Fabrizio just pulls Eliza back into the house and they don't come in after her for no yes, apparent reason. Yes, that, I will say that scene was visually uh, nice and creepy uh, <laughs> when she comes out of the house and all of these farmers in their animal heads, very reminiscent of like the Illuminati ball imagery, <laughs> all just turn to stare at her. And then she's pulled back, and they just turn back around. You mean from uh, Eyes Wide Shut? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you didn't get that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was, well, it was a but I, I was thinking of, so I recently saw the reboot of Wrong Turn, which takes a different approach to all the previous Wrong Turn movies, and it involves a bunch of people living in the woods and wearing animal heads as part of their oh. cere- as part of their ceremonial nonsense. So it seemed to me that they were not only ripping off wrong turn but ripping off the most recent wrong turn. But then it turns out that this is all just bullshit. <laughs> For- <laughs> right. Fabrizio. Oh, uh, one one more note though about the uh the, the attic scene. Um the girl they find in a straw cocoon. Uh-huh, yeah. When they find her, my first thought was, is straw hard to break out of? Yeah, she should have been able to get out of there on her own. Right. But we but we find out, we, as it's revealed later, she didn't really want to get out. It's all part of the bullshit. Turns out uh, Fabrizio is just making a snuff film, an elaborate artistic snuff film, but just a snuff film. He is making his own horror movie and using tourists to do it. Yes. And he, yes. He, so when that was revealed, I said, "Oh, it is the Truman Show." It's just, yeah. <laughs> just, uh, he's been film. He's yeah. been filming the whole thing, and it's all just a big setup. I'm not sure how he thinks he's going to get away with this, but our final girl. That was another moment. Oh, the other movie that, uh, that, you know, we found ourselves in at a moment. One of the moments was uh, Big Fish with Tim Burton Yeah. uh, with Ian McGregor. Right. When she walks out to the trailers and everything's very pastel and, you know, just kind of whimsical, I felt like. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, okay, we've left the Truman Show and suddenly we're in Big Fish. <laughs> I've never actually seen that one. So I'll oh, just well, there is a wor- very similar scene. Okay. And that's a Tim Burton one? Mm-hmm. Yes. I went off Tim Burton years ago, so uh, I haven't made a point of seeing that one. <laughs> I, I don't know if it suffers from the things that make me not like Tim Burton. <laughs> I feel I, I don't know what those things are but i feel like it most assuredly does <laughs> the biggest problem very, it, very classic tim burton in a nutshell everything looks very pretty but is empty it's just hollow oh, this then this might be the worst offender <laughs> <laughs> 
Because <laughs> that is a pretty exact description of big fish. <laughs> okay. And is there a person or numerous people who are vaguely discontented in the beginning and then by the end they're just kind of okay with being discontented? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, that you that's the plot All right. you have there you seen go. the movie <laughs> well I've seen Edward Scissorhands and I've seen Nightmare Before Christmas so <laughs> Tim Burton's best movie is Pee Wee's Big Adventure because he didn't write it oh, I love Pee Wee's Big Adventure so it has a proper script it follows yeah. the it follows the proper the well proper it follows a general guideline of screenwriting that you give your protagonist a goal and then you put obstacles in the way of that goal that they have to overcome whereas the things that Tim Burton is running himself nobody really has a very clear goal and nobody ever really achieves their goal and they're all just kind of meh and it's all just empty and hollow yeah they do kind of wander about don't they <laughs> yeah but this is not a tim burton movie so screw him <laughs> it just <laughs> looks it just looks like it may be ripping him off at some point <laughs> so, yeah yeah we can be fine with that so there you go well we're gonna rip off tim burton just rip off his visuals but have yeah a stronger script underneath and there's certainly people with goals there's a guy with a goal to make a snuff film and a girl with a goal to not get snuffed <laughs> and one of them succeeds many of the people fail along the way but but we do have a final girl in eliza and uh, she survives now do you think maybe after, he survives <laughs> um, question mark doesn't she? Didn't she shoot him and then well, just yeah go to the it, beach? But it ends with her kind of hugging herself underwater for a prolonged period of time. Well, I think that was meant to indicate that maybe I mean she's holding her her belly, right? That so maybe possibly going to keep the baby. Yeah, especially and, and yeah. I think. I mean, what do you, I think she's not going to go through with it. I think after everything oh, yeah. she's been, I think after all she's been through and all the death that she's just dealt with, I don't see her following through with that. No, I don't see her caring too much about this career. That was the, yeah. <laughs> the yeah. Yeah. center of her mom's, uh, you know, goal for her. Right. She probably has decided that there's more important things to life. Life yeah. being one of them. <laughs> Life um, itself being an important thing. I think that's what we were getting at the at the end there, that she was embracing uh, her pregnancy. Right, right. Uh, yeah. But we or get all these people that are just gawking at... resurface and end it all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't think she'd gone that, that far in. And presumably at some point, somebody on that beach puts down the phone and goes to help her. <laughs> I would hope. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, one would hope. I did, uh, so going back a bit, I, there, there are a lot of, uh, plot holes. Just. Okay. All right, lay them out. Plot holes. Or just lots me. of things that get brought up, like, the, that they, they could be, you know, fleshed out storylines, but then go nowhere. Uh, <laughs> like at one point, Fabrizio and the sister are in the trailer fighting. And the sister uh, very emphatically talks about the client that wants this film um, and, and uh -huh. repeatedly uh, references their mother. But then we never find out anything else about these people. Right. I just assumed the mother was the, the mafia woman. The lasagna mayor? Yeah. Who, who 
get, gets in a police car and goes off to deal with some mafia business. Yeah, but the, but also I wondered, is that just part of the film? Was she an actress and this was part of the film? What, that's also possible, but she could be both. Okay. She, she yeah. could be. She could actually be their mother, but not actually be any sort of mafia queen. All those people at the table may may have just been actors. Were probably just actors. Um, yes, because that and, that and doesn't also, seem to be just part of the bullshit. And what that was? In what world do we have forty just morally bankrupt actors that are willing to be a part of the snuff film? Well, they they may not know. They may not realize they're not looking at a when she's um she's not nailed to the chair yet is she yeah she's nailed to the chair there. she is okay they may not realize they're not looking at a special effect and that the woman's not acting mm, they okay. uh, they may be pawns dupes yeah i don't know well. if i buy it but okay <laughs> <laughs> uh oh and there's that really bizarre moment there that that was Another one of the moments that I was like, okay, I'm genuinely creeped out in this moment. But uh, when she starts crying and everyone at the table turns to her and starts mocking her cries. Right. That that was that was nice and creepy. I appreciated that <laughs> creep factor. At least. Well, that was a little bit of a midsummer moment, I think. But, you know, at least some oh. of them have to be in on it because some there are people who, you know, grabbed Mark and put his eyes out and right. who participated in the maiming and killing of people. So there's at least some people that are part of this. But I it also... seems like it seems like at the end, though, that they're not part of it because it's a cult that they believe in. They're part of it because right. they're making this movie for this guy. So, uh, also, the possibility that uh, Mark and Sophia and uh, the doctor, um, that they are also actors that are in on it? Could be, but we don't ever see any actual evidence of that. I did consider that. The only thing that made me think this was a possibility is Fabrizio talks about going back and reshooting the scene where Sophia and the doctor are sacrificed. Oh, okay. So I thought, okay, well, are they in on it? Because we're reshooting this. Right. I don't know. And I guess it could be some combination of there is a cult, but he's also making a movie about it. It's not. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, Maybe as as... I am just trying way too hard to make sense of something that is not right. supposed to be made sense of. Yes. Could be. It could be. <laughs> but it's possible. He's like, hey, guys, as long as we're doing all this sacrificing and shit, can I film it? <laughs> Turn it into a movie. So, uh, yeah. Also, he was just a crybaby. <laughs> like as a character, he it just killed me, which I think was the point. I think we weren't supposed to like him. Right. But uh, I thought we were meant to feel some sympathy before we find out what's really going on. That oh, you know, he's the typical loser guy who can't get a girl, but he's actually a nice guy. And um, but then it turns out he's he's not at all a nice guy. Yeah, mm, I didn't feel to... that at all. <laughs> <laughs> I liked his joke, though. Oh, what was the joke, it? The joke he told about uh, two Italian guys are talking, and the, one of the guys says to the other, oh, you're from the South. You must be in the mafia. 
Oh yes. And I, I, or a guy says to me, a guy says to me, you're you're from the south, you must be from the mafia. And I told him, no, we're not. Everybody from the south is in the mafia. We're just regular people. We're not in the mafia. And he says, no, no, you must be. You're from the south. You must be in the mafia. And then the next day again he says to me you must be in the mafia you're from the south and i told him no no i'm not not everybody from the south is in the mafia but he kept insisting so i had him killed yes okay so this is why the joke was lost on me uh uh-huh. his accent was so thick or you know the actor that was dubbing uh the okay. accent was so thick that i um, in my notes i have southerner question mark that's the word he's saying yes uh, yes because the accent was just so thick <laughs> that it uh, you could have told me uh that that was any word really and i would have believed you well i think i had both the dubbing and the subtitles on uh-huh which didn't always match up occasionally oh really occasionally they'd use a slightly different word in the subtitles than they would in the dubbing oh did it change anything about the the line not for the most part but sometimes there was just a a subtle different implication of the word choice which made me think the subtitles were more accurate translation and the dubbing was to fit the movement of the mouth better oh okay because I have read, um, now I have not watched Squid Games yet, but I have read that the subtitles have a much more accurate translation than the dubbing, and that the dubbing uh, kind of makes some of the scenes lose some of their meaning. Yeah, because sometimes you will make compromises to make the dubbing look like it's fitting the lips better. Hmm. Okay. So you, usually I think it's true that the uh, subtitles will be more accurate. So I'll get around to watching that at some point. Now I guess I I guess I'll watch it with the subtitles. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't haven't either, but I keep going, you know, oh, I I should watch that. <laughs> but then I don't. <laughs> then anytime I open, you know, Netflix to to find something new to watch, I just go right past it. <laughs> I I, I well, like to reject things when they're too popular. <laughs> well, it'll still be there. Yeah, yeah. When everyone else is done talking about it, I will watch it, and I'll be okay. super excited to talk about it, and everyone will be over it. So you're just now getting around to Tiger King? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> you know, I, uh, I never finished Tiger King. I started it, and um, it just kind of felt like... It felt icky to watch. You know, it like there's 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 no heroes and no winners in Tiger King. Yeah. And so, yeah, everyone's terrible and the people that maybe aren't terrible at their core are being taken advantage of and mm-hmm. ugh, yeah, just the whole thing was just too depressing. Well, hey, luckily there will be a second season apparently. Oh, will there? <laughs> Yes, oh, I don't I don't know what they're possibly going to talk about since everybody's in jail or dead. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> okay, Amber, any uh, final thoughts 
on a classic horror story? Uh, no, I, well, I mean, you know, because we find at the end that this whole thing was very meta and we go to a, uh, like, shutter type version of Netflix. Yeah, Bloodflix, I think it was called. Yeah, Blood, Bloodflix. <laughs> or may, maybe it's not a shutter style. Maybe it's a like snuff netflix yeah we're definitely watching the movie from the movie not right. the actual movie because the angle of the final kill is the angle that would have that was being filmed within the movie right so uh you know we end on this uh, very you know very meta moment and I was like, okay, like we're all in on the joke or, you know, the, the whatever. But I kind of liked it better the first time around when we called it Scream. <laughs> well, we will be covering all four Scream films later in the month. Oh, excellent. Um, 90s horror is my jam. I think it is, it is the best. Unfortunately, the new one won't be out till January. Oh, oh, that was a missed opportunity for them. Yeah, I uh, I just assume it's some COVID delay. Yeah, because like, it should have been. Isn't everything? It should have been released around Halloween. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, I I rewatch those movies every year. Yeah. Not always at not always at Halloween, but I watch them at least once a year. I probably do too. I they're they're some of my go to. You know, don't know what to watch. Throw those on. They never get old. Yeah, I still have a stab poster somewhere. In a, in a poster oh really chair. yeah um and uh, i swear to god if they kill nev campbell i will have a fit yeah i would riot yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm, i would i would kick puppies and throw <laughs> children at other children <laughs> uh i won't be very happy if uh courtney or uh david don't make it through either yeah but now they, surely they they won't kill off any of the favorites. Oh, I haven't considered this. Now I'm stressed. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're the ones that always make it through. I know, but they, it's they can't, the fifth they can't. one now. Oh, they can't do that to us. No, they better not. <laughs> I, will, I will write a sternly worded letter to someone, by golly. <laughs> I'll, I'll write the afterword. <laughs> All right. Now it's time to rate the movie. How many out of five pumpkins do you give this movie? Oh, two and a half. Two Ooh. and a half pumpkins. Ouch. Yeah, I. you know, it wasn't for me. Okay. I was just going to give it three. I thought it was okay. I didn't... I, yeah, okay. I thought it was slightly less than okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's fair. Uh, if, I, if I didn't need to finish it, for this conversation, I might not have. You would have bailed. I, yeah. I, I very, very seldom do I just straight up bail on a movie. The last movie I didn't finish, I think, was Freddy Got Fingered. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Did That's... did not did not make it all the way through that movie. I think so. the the only movie I've ever walked out of a theater on is a, is a movie I actually really like, but I was with it was a uh, Cabin Fever. Okay. And uh, but I was with someone who cannot handle gore, <laughs> and um, that movie is quite gory. So did, did we they, ended up having to leave about halfway through. Did they not know what they were getting into? I, I I don't know. I mean, 
I feel like they did, and then uh, kind of wussed out. <laughs> well, I still have laying around a VHS copy of Cabin Fever if you want it. <laughs> <laughs> that you can throw my way and I can yes, uh, yes. find an ancient machine to watch it on? <laughs> yep. <laughs> or just put it on your shelf as a collector's piece. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> well, Amber, thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Do you have anything you need to plug before you go? Not a thing. Okay. Unfortunately. <laughs> That's fine. Folks, you can email us at monstermoviefuntimego at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at anchor.fm slash mmftg. Still waiting to hear from our increasing Indian audience or our German audience, or any of the other supposedly international listeners that we have, please drop us a line. And as always, we will not see you, but you will hear us next time on Monster Movie Funtime Go!